Hi, this is Matt with Intergalactic Herald. Just going over my weekly Star Atlas news recap. This one will be a little different than the previous podcast, where I'm going to actually go ahead and give you some analysis on some of the uh, things that happened this past week. So first, I wanted to go ahead and let you know why I started this podcast. So I've been sort of um, figuring things out and getting up to this one. One is how much time on the weekends do I have to make a podcast? Two, uh, production, how to create one, set what up things like that. So, but ultimately my goal is to have created a podcast that is sort of more of an analysis of the past week of Star Atlas News. Um, I do like the audio only format. Um, there's a lot of great content creators in Star Atlas right now doing videos. So I um, thought it would be a way to differentiate myself and also a little bit easier to subscribe to a podcast and just listen to it while you're going about different things during the day. Um, two, you have those videos. You you don't need another video. So <laughs> I don't necessarily need to uh, do uh, another video show. So that's, again, another reason why I thought an audio format uh, might be uh, interesting. Um, again, I've been kind of going through a slow evolution. The first uh, podcasts were, again, just going over the weekly recap. I've gone ahead and decided to move into these kind of solo analysis, but my ultimate goal is actually to create sort of a roundtable of guests, um, other Star Atlas, either content creators, community members, anyways, that would like to get together and chat about Star Atlas over the weekend so we can get this up and published by the end of the weekend. So if you're interested in any of that or just interested in... Um, the news, please do go to the intergalactichero.com. There'll be a prompt there for uh, sign up for the uh, weekly recap. That'll come by email. Um, you can also go to the contact page, send me any messages there, or you can reach out to me on the Star Atlas Discord. I am Intergalactic Herald, so you can reach me there. So let's go ahead and get into the content of the past week, which of course was a big, big week. Um, I think it was Monday. I f- I saw the uh, post in Discord about the company restructuring. I do have to admit, when I first saw it, I thought they were closing. Um, I don't know. Just, you you don't write things like that. So, um, but I guess good and bad, it was just layoffs. Of course, it would stink if you're one of the people who got laid off. But um, it does sound like the company has decided to really work on restructuring um, and, and, you know, Starting a bare feet. Anyways, but let's get into some of the details first. So um, one thing that was mentioned. Oh, so again, the announcement went out on Monday, I think. And then on Wednesday, they had a, um, I don't know, some people are calling it M-A-M-M-A. Ask me anything. Um, I guess he did have in Discord where he could post your questions. But it was pretty much uh, the founders talking. And so I wrote down some notes that we can go over about what it was. And I'll just kind of give you my thoughts on it. So... One, and I do have to admit, uh, mention, I am a small business owner, so there are some of the things I'm more interested in, the you know business, the structure, the marketing plan, the revenue plans, things like that. And one thing that was mentioned was that uh, layoffs are part of business, and that is very true. Uh, it's kind of hard, I think, separating it, uh, especially when you are an employee because you never want to be the person laid off. But if you step back and look at a business, um, whether private or public, um, People are resources to be managed, no different than software costs or rent on buildings or whatever. So there are times where layoffs are necessary. Um, We are in kind of a weird economic period right now where a lot of the big tech companies are laying off. Um, Did they grow too fast during kind of the the strangely boom of the pandemic, perhaps? Um, Is this an easy way to uh, cut some uh, 
top overhead? I think so. In the case of Star Atlas, the layoff seems both necessary for the cash flow reasons, but also kind of strategic. And by that, I mean um, lots of things have been close to being released. So some of the people probably um, weren't needed to you know push things over that last hurdle but again i guess my key point is that layoffs are part of business it stinks if you're the employee getting laid off but from a corporate business owner standpoint um, it is part of the business cycle the other interesting thing that was mentioned during the um, again whatever you want to call it the town hall thing was that AAA games are capital intensive and i think i think we kind of have a community of kind of lost sight of that that um if we were comparing Star Atlas to other major game studios, so um, I know the big one right now, and I already forgot the name of whatever the new sci-fi one coming out, but let's just stick with the game names instead of the development studio. So, you know, the next Call of Duty or whatever. I mean, those games are developed three years, takes three years to develop them. I mean, I think they're 100, 200 million. They're, I've been told they're, you know, read articles, the same price as big blockbuster movies. So they cost a lot of money. And we've been touting Star Atlas as a AAA video game since I got involved. So, again, uh, 200 people, whatever the max was, doesn't seem crazy. Um, yeah, they're capital intensive. And other than the uh, the poster offerings and some of the ship sh- sales, does seem like there hasn't been a lot of ways that the company's been able to bring in revenue in the last year or so. So I do think we have to keep... Um, that in mind that, again, AAA video games are capital intensive. One of the other interesting things I found that came out of it was, again, the acknowledgement that the initial kind of capital that came into Star Atlas was about $200 million. Maybe that's been mentioned before. Maybe I just didn't hear it in Discord. Um, but that was the first time I had really heard that. And it was interesting when uh, Michael Wagner, the CEO, broke it down on where some of that money went. And I think it was $15 million for FTX. I have to admit, when that one came out, I thought that was a big deal. And I'm I'm kind of feeling like this was the meeting where there's that term, um, radical candor. Uh, maybe it's not exactly in this principle. But again, they were very, very open through this entire meeting with so many different things. And it's not that they haven't been transparent before, nor do they have to be transparent. They're a public, I mean, sorry, they're a private company. They can tell us what they want to. We're community. I know a lot of people say we're the investors. Yeah, but again, I don't know. We, we ask for a lot sometimes as, as uh, customers, community members, whatever. But anyways, putting in context that $15 million for FTX in a $200 million initial capital Seems almost like a drop of the bucket, which makes maybe even more sense why they sold off their stake um, because it, it wasn't there. Um, the other interesting thing was, uh, I think it was a three, $30 million tax bill, which again, seems like a lot of money. But when you look at $200 million or whatever, again, I'm not a tax expert. I don't, I don't, you know, I hire a bookkeeper for my stuff. Um, yeah, you're going to pay some taxes. There's just no way around that. Um, and then the third thing that was also very interesting, again, I wasn't around when the initial uh, coins were offered, when the posters were offered. I got involved more in, I think it was uh, December of 2001. I'll have to remember. Uh, time time goes by too much. Anyways, so most of that capital was, was already there before I got involved. But anyways, they mentioned how they had uh, bought how much Atlas tokens. And again, 
predates me, but I thought it was like something like 60 million. So anyways, you add all those up and it was like half of it went to just three things. I think that's really, really interesting because of course, then the other half, uh, or the other question is where does the other half go? But again, we can think of it, I think in, in scope of the layoffs, uh, employee salaries, <laughs> you know, uh, maybe they didn't buy an office building or anything like that. I'm, I assume most of the employees are remote uh, remote team from the beginning. Um, but obviously paying all the outsourced, uh, development studios cost money. So, um, you know, half went to things, half was probably used. So kind of makes sense. And again, I'm not saying they're broke today. In fact, sounds like they still have some runway. So anyways, I just found all that kind of financial information really interesting and I'm really glad they shared it with, with the community. Um, another thing that was really interesting that came up was that, um, all three founders, or the, I should say the remaining three founders, were on the live stream. Um, again, if you were in the Discord a few months back with one of the founders leaving, um, other than the CEO, Michael Wagner, being very, very um, uh, outreach. I mean, he's in Discord all the time, uh, did lots lots of the uh, external media stuff. Um, you don't really hear a lot from the other two, and definitely not the previous one. So... I think that was really cool. And I also think it was necessary. Um, if you really think about it, if they're going to talk about restructuring and all that, and these are the founders, they better be talking to the community. And so I want to compliment all three of them for being very open, being on the call, talking, uh, contributing. Um, obviously, they, they all do a lot behind the scenes, but it was really great that they came and, and talked there. Um, moving on, one of the questions I found really interesting was they mentioned the um, – employee types and numbers that were retained. And again, if you're curious, um, you can go back to one of the couple different live streams um, that did replays of that. I think uh, Starhouse TV and the Hologram News Network both had uh, replays. Um, but we kind of glossed over who was let go. <laughs> and I guess I may, maybe I should have asked the question earlier. Um, but it was like, well, where were the 170 or 150, whatever the total was? Um, anyways, Again, it doesn't really matter. Um, they, they made the decisions. Um, they talked more about the future than looking at the past. But nevertheless, it kind of made me think about it. Um, another interesting thing that came up through the thing, and I think this, again, goes back to both myself as a business owner and my desire to have some side businesses that are much more in the creator economy space, was the topic that kept coming up about building an audience. Um, and I think that is so important that we continually focus on that. And again, whether you call it growing an audience or getting more users or building a community, um, there, there needs to be new people coming in because the new people are the ones that bring more money. I mean, business runs on money. You got to buy stuff. That's how businesses work. They're not hobbies. So again, I was really uh, happy to hear them constantly talking about different ways to grow an audience, providing different uh, parts of the Star Atlas ecosystem that could be of interest to people. Um, but going back to something I've been thinking about since I kind of came in and was trying to figure out, because again, I came in during kind of the, just before the drop off in the uh, Web3 space, I guess the bear market, um, was one thing that really intrigued me about Star Atlas that wasn't a traditional video game, but yet also wasn't a traditional traditional is probably wrong right <laughs> a new crypto thing was that it did f seem like that star atlas the ecosystem has at least three parts that i think are very crystal clear um 
to divide it. One, of course, is the game. And we, of course, talk about the AAA UE5 game. But it was always talked about other games. Now, again, we could debate whether or not Score, Scream, Sage, whatever, was was ever part of the plan. Again, I wasn't at the beginning, so I I don't know. But um, it it never – and now we have the companion app slash mobile app slash fitness app – this always seems to make sense to me. Games, um, and again, also knowing that uh, to develop a AAA game is going to be multiple years, especially from a game studio that never existed, seems perfectly fine. But there's always been this thing that was really intriguing to me. Um, oh, and I guess before I get to that, there was always the idea of a crypto economy uh, with coins, uh, buying and selling, trading, all that, um, and then by extension, the lockers, and I guess. We can say the DAO, but I think the DAO kind of has multi-roles there. But anyways, there was definitely an economy um, of, of of tokens, and then that gets into blockchain and crypto and all the things there. So I think, again, that was intriguing and definitely a distinct part of Star Alice. And then there's the third one that I call the metaverse, which, of course, we've talked about it. But what is a metaverse? I, again, a year ago, we might have had the more debate. Now, it's it's just a word, especially after uh, Facebook tried to take over the term. But I attribute it more to people who want to be in a virtual space. So to me, a metaverse has a spatial component. And that's maybe where the DAO comes in, because I don't know where you put the politics of a DAO. Is it a game? Sure. Is it an economy? Kind of. Metaverse? Sure. We own it. It can function like a constitution. Again, I'm not really sure. I'm still struggling where to put the DAO on this. But anyways, the point of all this is I think we have to think of Star Atlas not just as a game. Um, And I think that's what's really interesting. Some people might want to be involved in everything. Others may only want to be in one aspect of it. That's awesome. That's, That's what's new and unique about it. If you're in Call of Duty, you're in a game, period. If you're buying Bitcoin, you're in an economy. Um... Again, metaverse is new, so we don't have a really good uh, thing to say, oh, yeah, this is what a metaverse is because we're designing it. But anyways, my point of all of this is to say that I don't. I think we have to never lose sight that we were never told that this is just a game. Yes, we saw the initial video, and that's a game. But constantly, and, and again, I'll give uh, Michael Wigner a lot of credit for this, Every time I've heard him talk on everything, he's always emphasizing all these different aspects. I don't know if a billion people will ever get into the economy of Star Wars. Hey, but dream big. Why not? <laughs> more, more power to them. Uh, you know, you got to aim, aim for uh, the stars, pun intended. But again, I think we need to think about those. So when we look at different things that come out, I think we have to think of it as it was never just a game. There was always more parts to it. So... And, and this leads directly into the one thing that um, during the meeting that kind of, I think, went a little bit off the rails. But again, it was this idea of a poll and what do you want next? The mobile game, companion app, fitness app, or some you know, you know, UI user interface improvements for Rex, Age, I, I don't know. The names change so much. <laughs> I'll, I'll give Star Atlas credit for that. <laughs> Somebody on that team loves to come up with brand names. Um cool i'm no no fault to them i mean it's it's great i just can't keep track of everything in the acronym sometimes but anyways but this is what i think is really interesting is if you step back and think about again not just as a game but actually is trying to develop these three parts an ecosystem a platform whatever um which of these actually brings more people in and you could say both um if it doesn't look pretty you're not going to get people want to play the game 
But I do have to admit, the idea of this mobile game that you could actually run on your phone has nothing to do with crypto, has sort of a, a fitness component, which is very similar to, you know, all the biometric things, that, or not biometric, but, um, I don't know, quantified self, all the fitness apps, walking, get your steps, um, that then still has some gamified components if you're in the main game. Anyways, I think these are all some very, very interesting developments that really do show that they have been thinking about this whole thing in so many parallel paths. Now, quick aside, you could say, hey, they never stayed focused, they being the star atlas decision makers, by picking one thing and running till the end. But again, I kind of think they did pick all of these things. And again, fault them for being too, uh, just trying to do too many things or shooting for the moon or whatever phrase you want to use. Um, but again, I think we have to look at what we have and where's the best thing. Having said that, polls are just polls, surveys are just surveys. Um, you know, I got my opinions, it's irrelevant. Um, but going forward. So, uh, next topic. Um, after we kind of got through a lot of the questions, um, they started, uh, Again, I know it's called dropping alpha. I, again, I came from a generation where we called it beta, whatever. Anyways, they did drop a lot, a lot of new information. And again, I felt that was both good, but also very, very necessary at this point. If you're going to lay off so many people, not close a company, to say, well, we'll, we'll string this on, or is, of course, the inside joke uh, in you know four to six weeks, um, that's just not going to fly this week. So I, I was, again, very happy that they basically just sh shared everything. So from all the details of the mobile app to this new Sage Lab, which, again, not sure I completely understand, but, again, that's for other content creators to figure this stuff out and educate so I can catch up on all this stuff. But, um, again, yeah, release something early without perfect interface. Um, again, I think somebody was mentioning later about how uh, was it Eve Online is basically for spreadsheet warriors or something? I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah, let's do that. Fine. Um, but again, I think, again, a lot of things were coming out, and I think that was really good. Um, a lot of information was given about the um, U, uh, showroom, uh, what's going on with the UE5 development. Again, this was all great. Um, so, again, positives. I mean, positives for sharing everything. So. Um, a couple other things they shared um, that caught my attention. One was something about a race scheduler, which, again, I think goes back to the showroom, which goes back to the racing component. And I have to admit, for once, that finally feels like, oh, I get it. Yeah, a race. Because I was thinking, yeah, you just go in there, you run around the track. I mean, people have been comparing it to Mario Kart, which, again, back in the day, that was fun. I enjoyed it. We were all so four of us sitting there. Um, I'm sure it works, you know, online, too. But this idea, and I don't know if they're intending this, but I immediately thought, well, yeah, that's esports. Now we have a reason, you know, um, you schedule a race and people know, and then there's a spectator mode. So again, I didn't really see the race component, maybe because those game style just wasn't appealing to me. But I'm like, okay, this feels really well thought out. And again, again, as an aside, I wouldn't be shocked that if they, wherever they sit, maybe they got their whiteboards, who knows? Uh, maybe they're all virtual. Um, I think they probably have developed three to five years worth of content of what they're going to produce and have just been uh, dripping it out slowly. So anyways, just a race schedule just kind of made me think, hmm, I get it. Okay, some esports. Yeah. In-game watching, you know, great. 
Um, the other thing they mentioned, again, this kind of goes back to the theme I'm really interested in is growing audiences, was they did mention some changes to the referral system, but there was names mentioned and I didn't know what this other software was. I know the past one just didn't seem to have, you set it up, but it, the, you know, the referral affiliate promotion part wasn't really that, it, it didn't give you a lot back. Anyways, um, but the fact that they're thinking about that too, because again, I think that really goes again back to how you can raise, or, uh, um, build an audience. So I think that was really great. So those are the highlights I came away from the thing uh, after going, listening to it on replay and then reading a few and watching a few videos of other people, other content creators. So, um, and then the only extra note to add, um, again, I'll get better and put dates and times when I see these things. But anyways, um, somewhere in Discord, which then was exposed via Twitter, I think, uh, the one I saw was from Signal, but I'm, maybe other people posted it. But that was just the first one that popped up on my Twitter, or excuse me, X feed, whatever, Twitter feed. Um, was that uh, they, uh, Michael Wagner posted that they looked at all their financials or whatever and noted they have 18 months of runway, assuming very conservative projections. So that, I have to say, was probably the best summary of the entire meeting, even if it took a day to come out, because after the X ftx issue the talk of runway was always pervasive in discord came up in town halls and again i think i think again we just have this feeling especially people who have in quote unquote invested bought ships spent money spent money you know whether right or wrong we we want to return on our investment um because it's an investment if this was just a game and we paid 60 bucks for it and we got to play it i think we'd all have different things and maybe maybe that's right or wrong i don't know but again the if they're not going to be around in six months then yeah maybe i should sell now um again this is a whole part of the economy thing where you know uh things get confused anyways point being 18 months that's a long time. I think the runway question now will disappear. Um, we'll be more focused on the game. What comes out? Is it fun? Is it not fun? Um, those are all natural things for gamers to think about. Um, I do think we need to keep focused on how to bring more people in. Uh, how do we lower the barriers to entry? How do we teach crypto to the people that aren't crypto uh, savvy? Um, you know, if, if, if there's nothing wrong with being... Uh, crypto bros or gals whatever um and that's your focus and that's what you find cool but um i'm in it for gaming i want to play a game i like to have the the different aspects of the metaverse crypto and things like that but that i i want to i want to i like space i like sci-fi um that's what intrigued me to do this and then i can learn crypto and some other things so this was all a positive but nothing can be sustainable no business can sustain without customers so I think, again, we need to always be focused as a community. Hopefully, Star Alice, I think Star Alice is definitely focused on this, is how to bring more people into there. Because without that, there's no revenue and no way in the world this can be self-sustainable. Forget price of tokens and all that. So, anyways, um, that's it. That's my thoughts of the week. Um, again, um, in summary, again, this week pretty much uh, as I was going through all those things. Anything before Monday, this doesn't even seem to register anymore um oh yeah we're doing another uh never alone mission campaign yeah okay until i put out new things that that just not gonna <laughs> move anybody to think about it so anyways so those are my thoughts for the week um just want to do my sort of uh 
places you can find me, things I'm working on. Hopefully you'd be interested in some of these as you um, uh, can. So again, um, first is, again, if you'd like to join me on one of these um, Week in Review podcasts, I'd love to have guests so we can all chat about topics. Um, the topic list is the weekly recap. So if you want to go to intergalacticherald.com, um, you should see a pop-up in a few seconds, but just click the weekly recap or the newsletter and sign up for that, and then I'll, that'll come to your mailbox each Sunday night. Um, I'm also working on two other Star Atlas projects. Um, ironically, I was supposed to uh, announce, or I was going to announce them at the Alice Brew on that Wednesday when the meeting took over. So I'd been pushing really hard to get everything ready, but oh well, life happens. So the the two things, and again, I want to thank uh, Star Alice for their builder program. Um, I think this is again a really awesome opportunity that anyone who wants to try something has some ideas. Um, could start different uh, efforts slash businesses. So one, I am very interested in the uh, merch store uh, use of the IP. So I have uh, launched a intro, uh, intro to my merch store. So it's called Intergalactic Gear. You can go to intergalacticgear.com. Uh, there's nothing to buy yet because I want to hear from you guys. What do you guys want to buy? Um, so I can put shirts and t-shirts and mugs and whatever. Um, but I'm really interested in community and driving, uh, seeing what the community wants to uh, buy selfishly because if you don't want it, why should I build it? So anyways, if you can go to intergalacticgear.com and click on the button for merch survey, I'd really appreciate any feedback. Um, if you drop your email address in there, it's not required, but I'd appreciate it. Uh, you'll go into kind of the initial community group and I will make sure that group gets opportunities for more feedback discount promo codes all that good stuff is being part of helping me figure out what we should um should sell to the community and then the uh third thing i have is uh i'm calling it a non-guild guild um i have no problems with guilds i think they're a great organizing mechanism uh, as humans we're all into social interaction uh online is awesome I don't have time to be part of a traditional guild. Um, I work, I run my business during the day. I got family commitments at night, but I too would like to hang out with people who maybe fit those ma or fit those things or just want to, you know, be part of something. So the first phase of this is really just a community. Um, nothing wrong with the Star House Discord. There's just too many, too much there. <laughs> I can't follow it when I check at the end of the day. So I'm looking to uh, actually create a different community called the Intergalactic Coalition. Yes, I have a thing with the word intergalactic, but that's called branding. I'm a marketing guy. So Intergalactic coalition.com there's an interest survey there please uh if you're interested uh read that and if it fits you please sign up because i'm looking to get uh critical mass but the real key what i'm trying to do is develop a different community on a different platform than discord again nothing wrong with discord it just doesn't suit how i like to communicate so i'm looking at a platform that allows for threaded discussions and email alerts. So you can go away for a couple of days and actually not lose track of what you're interested in. However, it's a uh, paid platform. So I basically need people to commit to wanting this kind of environment and kind of the people that want to be in there and and basically help, help pay for that. Unfortunately, I can't sponsor that unless the merch store takes off. So... <laughs> One way or another, everything's here. But anyways, so to uh, wrap this up, and thanks again for listening. Uh, if you're interested in getting my weekly recap, please go to 
intergalacticherald.com. If you're interested in helping design a merch store, please go to intergalacticgear.com. And if you're interested in a community, uh, again, we're calling it a non-guild guild, please go to intergalacticcoalition.com. Thanks. This is Matt with Intergalactic Herald. Talk to you again next week.